Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien, the mindfulinvestor.net. I'm here with Glenn, glennsutherland.com and Darcy, Darcy White, that's here. And today we will be discussing mindset and more particularly the difference between scarcity and abundance mindset. And I thought today maybe Glenn could get us started. Sure. Um, so I, first I wanted to just sort of, I just went and Googled what the, the definition of abundance is just so that we kind of can build off of that. But it's the belief that there are enough resources in the world for everyone and of being grateful for whatever the universe provides. And what I've found is a lot of people uh, believe, especially real estate investors, because there's these scarcity and mindset sort of stuff and abundance gets thrown around a lot. And honestly, everybody believes that they have the abundance mindset. If you ask anybody, they think they do. Um, but just to be completely honest, right? I'm a very competitive person. I grew up playing like uh, junior hockey. Like I played uh, at a good quality level that I, I'm, I'm a competitive person, right? Um, and just whenever I was getting going on this, letting people in, sharing your resources, helping others to get to the level or even surpassing the level you're at is very challenging thought, right? To help somebody to go past you. Like if you're used to competing for this, um, it is a lot to think about, right? Um, and if you don't think that's a lot to think about, then you haven't tried to give it all away. <laughs> Seriously, it is, it's not an easy task. Uh, and I think a lot of people downplay how hard it is. Um, so when I started the podcast, it was a very big challenge. Um, my parents actually advised me not to do it. Um, they said it wasn't a good idea. They didn't see how I was going to monetize it. Uh, what was my call to action? How was I going to get paid? I hadn't, didn't have these answers and I just started doing it. And they told me it was like, honestly, that I got the feedback that it was a bad idea. Um, I, I'd put so much work in and built all this information and they're telling me, no, you have to find a platform to sell this. Cause they came, they have a, just had a, came from a different generation and a different mindset and, they saw all the work that I put in. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it does stick to you. And even myself, when I started, uh, I had, I was challenging even to put guests on the show. <laughs> and this sounds so like cliche, but, um, compared to where I am now, but I got thinking about this and what I was worried about was who I was going to put on as a guest, for instance, right. I can't have my property manager come on as a guest because then someone could take that property manager right? I can't have a lender come on or else I wouldn't, they would go straight to that lender and I wouldn't get my referral fee kickback. Um, they'd go straight to that turnkey operator and I wouldn't get my kickback, right? So I needed people to come through me to those resources because that was the only monetization that existed for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So it was really terrifying that they would just go around me because that, that what, what's that's what will happen. A lot of people will go around you whenever they, you have those kind of guests on. They'll just contact that guest directly, right? Um, <clears throat> and even if you listen to some of those other big real estate podcasts, some of them, they set up email addresses. So it'll be like, they'd have like, I don't know, Donald Trump come on the show and they'd have Donald Trump at Canadian Investing in the US, right? And they'd send an email to there and then it would go on. That's the information that was provided to the listeners, right? Um, because they're trying to protect themselves as well from that safe, you know, thing happening, right? Um, but anyway, things have grown. Uh, I got over it. I just started doing it and I didn't worry about it. 
but I started doing coaching, right? And the same thing goes with coaching. Um, students are going to get your contacts, you know, you know, but it's part of this. You're going to have to give this away. And if you're not giving this away, I don't think it's ethical that you're even the coach, right? You're not, you're not coaching. If you're holding mm. all your stuff back, you're holding your cards. There's a second course to buy that the first one doesn't have. Um, yeah. the only reason to have a second course, in my opinion, is you couldn't cover certain things in that certain amount of time, right? Like yeah. some people have asked me, like, why don't you have a multifamily course? I'm like, well, that's another 12 hours. <laughs> like we we just, it's not going to fit in 12 hours, right. To have both. Right. Um, but yeah, they're going to get access to your markets, your teams, your business model. You're teaching all this stuff. And it is a lot to think about when you're giving this away, right? Um, and you have to get over this. You need to change your mindset, right? And instead, I decided I was just going to make the damn best show I could, right? Uh, I didn't care if I was going to lose all my information. Hoarding my information wasn't going to help me get any farther, right? It wasn't holding it wasn't going to make my business go bigger, right? What was I worried about? That someone was going to steal some contacts, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what was it that was really, you know what? You start putting this out and you put this out to the universe. You put it out to everyone. And it sounds like BS, but it does work. People come to you. They have the other solution to your problems. Um, you know, it's led to so many things by doing this and putting this out every single week. Um, it's led to, I now do paid speaking. I never would have ever got that opportunity if I didn't do the podcast and give it all away. Right. Um, coaching joint ventures, private money partnerships, and I'm not talking partnerships in real estate. I'm now developing partnerships, um, with a lot of different people on other little projects, right? Because it, it, it we have an alignment, right. Um, referrals to, to people that I wouldn't have met, uh, I've been invited to go on television. There's a lot of things that have come from just putting it out there and getting over it and giving it away, but it is not an easy task to do at the start, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my rant. It, it was it was tough at the start, but it, you had to just do it and do it, and you. I, I guess I I got over it, right? And it just became the way is to just put it out there. Yeah. Uh, the, um, Europe, I. I agree with all that you say. I could add to that. Only part where I disagree with is that I don't think that there's that many people. I think at your opening statement, you thought lots of people have an abundance mindset. No, no, they Did believe you, they have the minds. They believe. Mindset. Okay, good. I understand it because my experience is that most people find, uh, but no, but you know that, but that's not possible. They have a yeah. No, they buts. think they do, but they yeah. they when you start asking to give something away, they don't actually have. They it. don't know, and I think what many people forget in that process is most of the things that they've got, that they got gripped tightly in their fist or that they think they have, they got from someone else. Yeah. Very few people truly create something out of nothing. You know, um, they got it from somewhere else and they're just not acknowledging it or hoarding it or, or don't understand the process where they got it um, might work for others. Um, I think part of it might come from, you know, and I grew up in the tension. This part of it might come from your, your, I would suspect from your, uh, upbringing. I grew up in the tension between my dad who thought everything was possible. He was a very accomplished guy. Um, he could pretty much do anything with his hands and had great imagination. Um, and my mother who was very, her experience of growing up uh, in abject poverty was that everything was going to be taken from her and, her and her experience bore that out. Her father was, was um, uh, cheated on a number of occasions by different people. Um, and at the age of 60 was back working full-time, honestly, in a casket company, building caskets 
This is ironic that he worked for 20 more years building caskets. It's almost if it's as if he was building his own. And, you know, he died at 80, 84, 85, a few years retired, just a few years before he died after 20 years of building caskets. So he could get his family through, you know, growing up his second family. So, you know, her experience informs her that the world is a hard, terrible place and most people will rip you off. So I would hear that my whole childhood, be careful, be careful. And my dad was like, it's going to work out. Um, they never agreed on that thing. It was a tension in their marriage, which lasted 63 years. So it must not have been terrible. They found a way to work around it. Yeah. But I grew up in that mix and I'm temperamentally a little bit more like my father in that I just think there's opportunities everywhere. I see opportunities for new businesses constantly and write them in a book and go, yeah, but I don't have time for that. That's not what I'm into. Um, you know, and I see, I think part of it comes from gratefulness. Uh, Glenn mentioned that, that you just, uh, thankfulness in your opening definition. Um, I see the world as a place of possibilities. I see infinite creativity um, and room for all. Now, maybe that's, you know, growing up privileged on the West Coast of Canada, one of the most, you know, resource rich, you know, stable countries in the world. Maybe my story would be different if I grew up in the center of Mumbai, perhaps, yeah. uh, but that's not my story. Um, I think one of the things that we forget is that creativity, true creativity, doesn't require any real resources. It's an act of the mind. And we create a world um, that we live in, mostly in our minds. We see things uh, the way we project into this world. And if you change the way you think about it, mindset, as Ari says, that you'll change the results that you get. It's a system of the mind. It's, it's about mental models, the way you see your world. Um, so I see a world of infinite possibilities where creativity is the difference, how much I apply my brain to figuring things out. Um, you know, I, there's an old proverb in the Bible, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, it's gendered, I'm sorry, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And the way the things that you contemplate, the way you think and approach the world is really what you're going to end up doing. If you see the world as a dark and dangerous place, you'll be fearful, careful, um, you'll be cautious, you'll armor yourself up, you'll hoard resources. If you see the world is full of endless opportunities and, and a benign and generous place, then you might share resources and experience an entirely different world. I know that my, um, you know, my real estate career has uh, been largely built on the generosity of my father-in-law. I mean, sure, he needed someone to take over. He was sick and in failing health, but um, he gave an opportunity. Um, most of my mentors and the people that I've that have helped me along the way have been generous with their time, their talents, their energy, and their creativity, and shared it with me. Um, I think. For my part, this is one of the ways that I can give that back every time we tee these things up. These are my best thoughts on these things. Now, if they're you find them pathetic, well, okay, cool. But they are my best thoughts, and I'm offering out my best work every morning, you know, for this thing. And it isn't monetized. And I think consciously we've taken a choice in this with respect to this podcast that we offer up ideas, our best thoughts, um, with nothing other than you can buy one of Glenn's hats. No, I don't actually have the hats for sale. <laughs> Dang, we want to buy those hats. They're too expensive to build. Yeah, they are. They are. That, $40. Even the setup, it, how do you okay. even sell it for more than that? They cost 40 bucks to start. Anyway, they're, we're off. Yeah, they're, they're invaluable. <laughs> All right, how do you see it? This is your suggestion. I know this is right up in your, uh, the way you think of the world um, is, is a mental construct, the way you think of things. How do you see this? Yeah, I think it's, a, I like the topic. I've been um, listening to a, Instead of focusing on um, content and how to podcast about real estate investing and 
all those things. I've been more focused on the mindset lately and uh, mindset coaching and um, limiting beliefs. And uh, and mindset is really key. Uh, when an entrepreneur creates something out of nothing, when they are faced with adversity, they need a positive outlook. They need to, to believe that they can make it, that they can find a solution to whatever is it is that they're facing. And I think, uh, good on Glenn for putting up the definition, I think uh, abundance, an abundance mindset means that you believe in growth, self-growth, sharing in that growth, you believe in growing, in an expanding universe um, versus, whereas the scarcity mindset, on the other hand, looks at, at the world as limited. And, um, and I think that um, what makes our world unlimited is through human creativity. Uh, we, can, we can think of new ideas to um, improve things and... Um, and uh, yeah, so I think uh, I, I, I'm very careful to expose myself to um, ideas that are positive and, and content that is uh, on, on the abundance minds of the abundance mindset type. Um, and when I, after thinking a little bit about those two um, alternatives, I was thinking there might be a third way, you know, the, the content mindset where, you know, it leans on a Eastern philosophy like Buddhism and the desire for what you already have. And um, I know personally, I'm, I'm in between both. I, um, I, I have this, I want to, I want to improve myself, but I'm also aware that this uh, Buddhist monk, Ajahn Brahm that I listened to, is against uh, the idea, the concept, the whole concept of self-improvement. But um, yeah, so I'm in between and, uh, and yeah, and I, I prefer to be uh, uh, in the, in the, in the abundance uh, approach rather than the, the scarcity one. It's, uh, do you, do you imagine it then sort of as a continuum? Like when you've, you use words uh, in between or put a point between scarcity and abundance, that is that perhaps balance or that you move through, you know, back and forth across the scale in certain areas of your life. And maybe over the term of your life, you're moving across into growth and then back in maybe into balance over time. Yeah. I think it could be a con considered as a continuum for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it does lead into our, um, our next week's topic on, um, uh, don't don't steal all your retirement. Phone. I'm just teasing it. I'm just teasing it, like they do in the in the talk shows. No, but I, I just look. At, you know, I'm looking ahead and going, hey, well, we are going to talk about, you know, end of uh, end wrapping up real estate or wrapping up a professional career or an investment career, what that might look like because it's important where you start to know where you're going. It's also no important where you're going to, you know, know when you get there. So, I don't know that. Um, this is and one thing I wanted to throw in there. This is not not you know deterministic you aren't born with an abundance mindset or born with a scarcity mindset it is exercisable and you can improve it there are actual tools and ideas that it can improve though your perspective or change or shape your perspectiveness um glenn mentioned being grateful um and you know taking an inventory of what you actually have i think that might surprise you if you sat down and you, 
maybe it's something you do with friends because friends can point out things you're overlooking or a close friend, take an inventory of what you actually have and then be kind of exercise gratefulness. Like think about it and go, wow, I do have a fairly full toolbox. I think all of us do. We just don't think about it often enough. I have a fairly full toolbox. I have opportunities with just the tools I have. Express gratitude because you're going to have to get used to that when things start getting working. You have to acknowledge this is working. I'm grateful for this. Um, so these are tools that can improve your, you know, your uh, abundance muscles. Um, you can also, an important thing is to surround yourself with people that have like-mindedness. I mentioned that in, about the Proverbs, but what you think about, if you, if you surround yourself with people who just say no to everything and everything sucks and everyone's an idiot and the government's bad and everyone around you is awful, it's hard to be creative in that. There's just so much negativity and recognize those are wounded, broken people that speak that way. That is not normal. And if that's your normal, you're in amongst people that have been wounded and broken and that's not normal. I do not experience life like there that. There are some of those people that are going to be in your life and you're stuck yeah. with them though. Um, yeah, that's true. You can't divorce your parents. You <laughs> yeah. just can't. So what you need to do in that situation is just to guide the conversations to ones that work for everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. think about what you're talking about. Don't create stuff that, you know, isn't going to work out. Yeah. You know, you know that this topic is not going to go well. Yeah. And it's like for real estate advice, you know, don't ask your family because, uh, you know, if they're not in real estate themselves, you know, it's just know? Yeah. Idea. if they're not entrepreneurs, they're going to be risk averse. Uh, yeah. Days, so. You know, you don't talk to somebody on the bus about fixing your car. They're going to have an opinion because everyone thinks they should have an opinion on that, but they don't know nothing. Um, I stay away from those people. You can fix, you know, you can change your mindset by what the kind of content you put in. Um, fi final one is train your mind to look for possibilities. I mean, it's, the internet's full of it and books are full of it. Of people that have built something. Um, creativity. Uh, biographies are incredible. Pick one. Um, because they don't write biographies generally about people who think nothing will happen and did nothing. They're only about people that did stuff and imagined a new and a better. Um, and, you know, start yes. with biographies. People are attracted to motion. How do you show your motion? You show, you give stuff away. You know, you put out the abundance. That's good. And people will see the motion and people want to be around someone in motion. That's good. That's oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay, well, thank you for uh, uh, participating. Uh, Glenn and Darcy, that was uh, great. Um, hope you listeners enjoyed it. And uh, looking forward to tuning in next week. And uh, it was Darcy, darcywhite.ca, Glenn, glennsutherland.com, and Aurelien, the mindfulinvestor.net. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, Thanks, everyone. everyone.